Horse. Horse. What's up? What's up, dude? You ready for the big game? I am ready for the big game. I'm going to watch it alone so I can absorb it. No amateurs getting in the way. No people there that, that are there for the commercials. <laughs> I like how you looked at me accusatorily. Like I'm the one that comes on the show constantly no, and talks about the commercials that played during well, National Football League games. see if you're with me. But well, what, what are you doing for it? I mean, I'm going to someone's house because what you do, you know, whenever you go to a like a house party for a game like that. Oh, yeah. You're going to take the leftovers. Well, I was. Oh, I, I mean, I could do that. But I was just saying, you know, when everybody's watching the game, TV's over here. Usually oh, the can, food's over oh, here. You can go nuts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got unfettered access to crudite, the cheeses, wow, dips, shit. things like that. Wow, you know what I mean? You're going to a left wing Super Bowl party. Well, I already, I, I got a preview because I'm going to my friend Joey's house and I, I went to Costco with him the other day because he doesn't have a Costco membership. And so I got a preview of what sort of snacks are going to be on offer there because I saw him purchased in real time. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're not elaborating? Oh, I got <laughs> to see the snacks. Great stuff. Great dips. I, did I tell the story on here of bringing the nine pack of Cokes? No, you were telling me about that off air, I think. Was it like you and Chip went to... We went to Super Bowl party separately, right? Yeah. So I go there and I'm bringing a 12-pack of Cokes. That has been opened. It's open to where there's eight or nine. <laughs> so then I sneak that in and then Chip shows up with a half, uh, a quart or whatever those, you know, those regular size, whatever, orange juice. But like, had it already been opened? No, but... Oh, Okay. You don't know this because I guess you're not in the culture, but th who brings orange juice to a Super Bowl party? I mean, it was like I, I was not the only one. No, I'm not. I'm not shocked. I'm not not shocked. Yeah. No, that is outrageous. Why did you bring orange juice to a Super I don't know. Like people need it for mixers or something. I've, just, I've never <laughs> seen it. Never seen it. And uh, I mean, I've what, never seen it since. Was he just like the guy that went to the grocery store right before the game was starting? The only thing left was orange no, juice. No, it's so beyond all that. That's if it was a. If we're talking about a regular human, sure. it would just be that. But even then, it would be an odd choice. It's just if I have to explain it, you're one of the wrong. You're in the wrong. Yeah, you don't need to explain it, Kramer, because it's unexplainable. It's unexplainable. It's orange juice, dude. Now I went out last night to do stand up. There was no no. Jockeys showed up. <laughs> <laughs> it must be because you w you weren't doing it in New York or Oakland. Yeah, it wasn't in New York or Oakland, I guess. Yeah, but um, it was so cold, and then someone was telling me that when the air is kind of wet like this, it just makes it that much colder, and then when it's cloudy or something, the uh, earth doesn't soak up any heat. I mean that. They were trying to explain to me why it's colder why now than it cold. was like even six, seven weeks ago. Right. I mean, for people in a regular state, it's like it should have warmed up out here by now, at least by my idea. Anyway, they're saying that's the deal. It's wet <laughs> air and it's cold planet. Wait, I thought the planet was getting hotter, though. Oh, boy. Just generally speaking, it's getting hotter, right? Yeah, yeah. Just because okay. there's global warming doesn't mean we won't have a cold day ever again. It's well, that like, sucks, different man. Rhythms. I, you know what I mean? Pick a lane, dude. If we're going to have global warming, I don't want to have to wear pants ever. You're on the wrong side of history this entire episode. So 
All right, let's move on to some other things. Wait, that was the whole topic? Just that what? it was cold yesterday because the air was wet? You're like, listen, how is it colder now than it was before? Like, this is the rainy season. Yeah. It's not turning into snow. How is it colder than it was like six weeks ago? Oh, because the teeth of winter when it was dry. Right. It's because of that moisture in the air. But here's here's a question. Okay, you go to a place like Florida or something where it rains, but it's still hot while it's doing it. Explain that. Because it's uh, muggy. There's humidity. There's swamps. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some stuff. Okay. Oh, you want to do it right here on this episode of? Hold on. Let's at least wait to the five minute mark. Okay. Carry on. Right here on <laughs> this, this episode, episode of, of Grift Horse. All right, so um, I'm on day 14 of my coffee, you know, one seventh eleven. Uh, I am doing, you know, I'm out doing seven eleven. Mm-hmm. my home coffee. Price point. I'm on day 14 of a $14 bag of coffee. So even if I took it right now and threw it all in the garbage, I'd still be at a dollar a day for 60 ounces of coffee, which would cost six, eight forty. You're paying retail price at 7-Eleven specifically. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. I'm kicking their ass and I don't care about your brain freeze. I'm still beating you. <laughs> Wait, where did you get the coffee again? Did you get it at Ralph's or something? Yeah. Okay. Big ass bag, two pounds. Two pounds, $14. Yes. I mean, it's insane. That ain't fucking bad, to be I honest. I mean, I haven't even... I've made a dent in it. Let's not say I didn't make a dent, but I mean... That's almost, that's like approaching Costco prices. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a member of that. I don't, well, I think I haven't, I don't think I've told the people on the pod yet the the cheapest possible things that you could buy uh, at Costco. Oh, yeah. Let's hear that. This is what keeps me coming back. I know I told you about this. I've made you hold the bag before. Uh, At Costco, you can get. At Costco. At Costco. Are you practicing for NPR? (laughs) At Costco, they sort of co-sign sort of on the idea of the IP. At Costco. 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 At Costco. Whatever. At Costco, you can buy a 10-pound bag of oatmeal. Oh, oatmeal. 10 pounds for $7.99. Eight cents a pound. 10. 80 cents a pound. 7.9. Or wait, wait, 79 cents a pound, I should say. Well, 79.9 cents a pound. We can say eight wait, cents wait, wait. a pound. Eight cents a pound because you... No, no, no. It wouldn't be... No, it would be... <laughs> it would be 79.9 cents a pound. Yeah, but... Do you, you understand know, the... I round up on that because you had to spend gas to drive over there. Okay. But do you understand the gravity of that price? That is so exponentially cheaper than anywhere else you could possibly go and buy oatmeal. Including, Even gross out, like including I saw, fucking grocery. I outlet. saw a massive bag of it there yesterday. It was so cheap, I didn't buy it. I was like, "Oh, it must not really do anything." To I me. don't. I don't trust you. How cheap? Over there. Yeah. Well, I never. And really... when you say massive bag, was it ten pounds, Kramer? Was it the, was it the weight no, of an I, infant? I'm, no, I'm. I'm sure your deal is better. 
But what I'm saying is, it seems like you get that stuff dirt cheap at a lot of places. No, not 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 those prices. Well, if anybody, it? if anybody listening to the sound of my voice is I'm, a daily oatmeal eater like I am, and you hear, why are you doing daily oatmeal? Because it's the cheapest fucking way to eat breakfast every single day. You get oatmeal. You get the oatmeal. You put some peanut butter in it. You put some yogurt in it. You put some almonds in it. And what I'll get. I'll get to that. Protein. I do. Not, I do not put pr- protein in pro- my oatmeal. Pro- I do not put protein in my oatmeal. Pro- 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 some fruit. Kaboom! It's done. Well, the, you, you just added to the cost of the oatmeal. Do you see that? Like I understand that. I- peanut butter is not inexpensive as a commodity. Fruit. It depends. Peanut butter. Here's the okay. If you want, if you eat peanut butter, peanut butter is the cheapest at Sprouts and Trader Joe's. At Sprouts, this is, I really like this. At this is good specific information. At Sprouts and Trader Joe's, if you like just the regular, because I'll only eat regular peanut butter where it's just ground up peanuts. I don't like fucking Jif. I don't like fucking Skippy. I don't like it when it's like there's high fructose corn syrup added to it or whatever. Have you tried the Yoshinoya maple syrup? <laughs> Peanut butter crunch bowl? <laughs> Not yet. Crazy. That, that's next on my list of things to punish my body with. But if you like just straight up regular peanut butter, there's just fucking peanuts. $2.50 a jar at those places. How about this? Which is... Take some peanuts, put them in the weed grinder, grind them up yourself. <laughs> some of us don't have the time. Listen, it's sweat equity when you're doing that. But... $2.50 for a fucking thing of just straight up peanut butter is like again exponentially cheaper than anywhere else. Everywhere else you Costco? go, it's like no no, that's at Sprouts or Trader Joe's. Oh yeah, yeah Sprouts or Trader. Wait, neither of those have self-checkout. Just so you know, neither of those stores have self-checkout. Sprouts has self-checkout. Since when? I don't know. Since I've been going. What Sprouts are you going to? I mean, the one on La Brea has got it. The that's one in awkward. Burbank have has you ever got it. Walked in there? I have. First thing you do is walk down a long, weird ramp that they've, it just doesn't even feel like you're in the store yet. Then you go down into that floor. I mean, it's it's a subterranean sprouts, to be clear, sure. Yeah. But you got to want it. You know what I mean? You got to want it. It's I, Hey, it's near Herbarium, which I think is gone, by the way. Or I think the one on La Brea, I think, is gone. Wow. All that ephemera I kept, let's keep an eye on those places. <laughs> prices rise on it but to go back to costco okay cheapest things you can get at costco you can get a three pound bag of raw natural almonds without salt without anything you know not roasted just regular almonds i think it's three pounds where are you storing all this stuff in my kitchen my kitchen in my kitchen (laughs) (laughs) i mean we go through a lot of oatmeal we go through a lot of almonds all right but three pounds for like 8.99 wow I don't. I haven't priced any of these things, so that's three dollars a pound. Three dollars a pound for raw oatmeal or for, or for raw almonds. She leans. Look in. me in the eye. She is that in. does that not sound crazy to you? It Everywhere does. else is like six dollars minimum. So I'm gonna need. I'm gonna give you orders then for when you go over there. You can do that. No up. No upsell. Cheapest price Total on sale. Greek yogurt. Big ass fucking tub. Well, dude. I mean, listen. This whole thing started with coffee. Can you do better? Th- what are they doing on coffee? They got ten pound bags of that. No, I think I, I think two pounds for fourteen ninety nine for like good, not even ground up yet, like whole bean coffee is no, normally no, their price. I'm grounds. Your yours is already ground. I'm not sitting there with the. I want. I buy those by mistake sometimes, and then like, when I wound up going like, 
I'll just chew on the beans like when I'm uh, high so it'll get paranoid. I would imagine that ground coffee is even cheaper at Costco. So let's price that. I mean, I want to get the. Let's see if I can get even cheaper. I can do that. I can do that for you. Any excuse to go to Costco should. That's a workout. You'll be bringing in heavy bags for me. Heavy bags. 10 pounds of coffee. 10 pounds of oatmeal. 10 pounds of Mucinex. <laughs> Sorry. If you want Mucinex, honey, you don't have Did to go to Costco that for that. Gross Out has Focus. Oh, Jack Harlow's Focus. Jack Harlow's Focus with no... The only thing that lets you know it's a Jack Harlow beverage is like the... If there's like very small print on the back. Or, or like the cardboard sign on the display. Jack Harlow's Focus. Like, it's, it's very subtle. Look at it's, that. He's passing it to me. Jack Harlow's Focus Energy. It's 11... They're currently eleven ninety nine for a 12 rack of it. Yeah, but there's like... It's just a gray can that says Focus. There's like so... Like, they could pivot out of the Jack Harlow thing the first time he fucks up, and they'd be like, oh, no, we weren't. He's not on the can. I mean, I, I'm i inclined to believe, because I've seen it at Grocery Outlet for quite some time at this point, that the product has already failed, my dude. Inclined to believe. That's a good uh, <laughs> title for someone's book or something like that. I am inclined to believe. Like like a guy who's bedridden, but he's still, like, positive. <laughs> inclined to believe so that's happening all right also um i have come to this information has come to me that snoop dog has a cereal that's been available since july 2023 at walmart a snoop dog cereal and no one has alerted you to this no one no one's seen it no one's alerted me that's fucking curious I think there's some kind of controversy about it, but like they're not getting the display shelves they want or something. There's some kind of controversy. But we don't have any more information about that. Would you like me to look it up? Listen, it's a topic. Hello. Let it die or keep it going. That's, you know. Oh, wow. NPR. NPR. Oh, nice. Use your cadence. Snoop Dogg and Master P sue Walmart and Post for trying to sabotage their cereal. Wow. Rapper Snoop Dogg and Master P are suing Walmart and food manufacturer Post Consumer Brands, arguing that both companies intentionally left their cereal product off shelves and hid it in stockrooms in an attempt to sabotage their brand. Wow. Interesting. The suit argues that when the two rappers approached Post Consumer Brands to get support for one of the cereals, Snoop Cereal, the food manufacturer attempted to outright buy the brand. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, they're basically Snoop Cereal has been like Whoa, shadow banned. look at that. It's got a polar bear and a basketball outfit. It's got a polar bear and a basketball outfit, and the kind of cereal is called Frosted Drizzlers. Wow, that must be a variant. I mean, there's not even any Snoop on that. It's like same as Jack Harlow. The, the lawsuit added that while the product was listed as sold out or out of stock, store employees found several boxes of the cereal in stock rooms and that they had been coded to not be put on the store shelves. Oh. Wow. The fix is in, dude. With us today is consumer expert Jim Poindexter to tell us about uh, <laughs> shelf spacing and how it's changing <laughs> in these modern times. We'll be right back with fresh air. <laughs> there we go. Rock Does that up. mean that it's like hard to find? 
I mean, are people, what's the flippability of Snoop cereal? Let's find out. You know what I'm saying? Would you like me to Google that? Yes. Snoop cereal. Give 100. me a fucking break. Give me somebody's, sold, though. Somebody's trying to sell one, uh, a Snoop Loops for $200. You know what probably really happened? All the employees kept them off the shelves so they could resell them. <laughs> and then Master P and Snoop were like, what are you doing? It's, it's looking like, ten nah, bucks. dude, 10, 5, 9. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, like, not... Not having Snoop's picture on it, just those dumb albums, but then, I mean, those dumb, dumb animals. animals. Yeah. It's all animals. It's like a, do- like a yoked dog. I mean, we're going to, 10 years from now, I go, remember when Snoop had a cereal and it was just animals and they, they tried to bury it? I mean, it's like, this is, it's a weird idea. It just, well, yeah, that and the Jack Harlow thing. Like, what's the point of having a celebrity aligned with your product if you're not even going to lean in? I think it's like a loose association because like Kanye and people like that, that just like all of a sudden they flip out where they go, these rappers. It's like the marriage of corporate food and rappers. It's like they're trying to hedge their bets in case. uh, Yeah, that's my guess. Somebody gets canceled is what you're saying. That's my guess. When I was the CEO of. uh, (laughs) I mean, some of cereal. I know. It's because they wouldn't let it on the shelves. All right, listen, Megan, and listen good. I'm listening, Howard. We have an election going on in town. We do. I keep getting these texts. I got one just while we were outside. Hey, Natalie. (laughs) Hey, Natalie, this is Pastor Eddie Anderson. I'm a progressive candidate running for L.A. City Council District 10. I'm proud to be endorsed by the L.A. Times Council Mm -hmm. member Eunice Hernandez. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Tech stop to quit. No way I'm quitting you, baby. <laughs> All right, so I got that one. Then I get a lot of these that say, oh, well, hey, Na- hey, hey, Natalie, it's Misha. Then I get I get a lot of for Maynor. Hi, Maynor, M-A-Y-N-O-R. Maynor. Maynor, which the only Maynor I know is the Submariner. I believe his name is Namor. Namor, okay. Hi, Maynor, it's... Fidencio Gallardo and I'm <laughs> Gallardo and I'm asking for your vote for school board. I feel I feel so left out. I've only been texted by Ben Savage. Oh oh wow. Yeah. Okay, now listen now look at this what the neighbors have been getting over at Dragon Manor, which is just to them a throwaway and then it gets scooped up for my political ephemera area. Um there's a woman named Lori Friedman. Have you heard of her? Laura Friedman, you mean? Laura Friedman. What did I say? <laughs> Lori. Okay. Uh-huh. Laura Friedman. Yes. Democrat for U.S. Congress. hmm What I learned as a professional pool player, like this is her mail out. Holy shit. And it's just a picture of her literally playing pool. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So then you go to like the, you know, you fold it over. I worked my way through college in a pool room, okay, and for a few years was a semi-professional pool player. Sure, sometimes people would underestimate me once. Okay, wait, let's rewind that. Sure, sometimes people would underestimate me once. When she says sometimes, that's a plurality. But then she said she was only been underestimated once. But I think on several different occasions, several people misunderestimated her once 
You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like okay. Steven Seagal. In each scene, people are underestimating that he beats the shit out of them. Sure. So they, they got that that one shot. It's like a one and done. Okay. But yeah, it's like... But she, she learned a few things that will help her be a better member of the U.S. Congress. One is that some folks talk a good game, but you need the skills to back it up. Yeah. That's why as a member of State Assembly, I've been able to do the hard work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we don't have to dig too deep into the legalese. <laughs> But it's just funny, like, I'm the pool candidate, you know, like, it's just like, uh, I don't know, like on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, where it's like, oh, like I'm the fireman guy. Or yeah, where they say, you know, like, Angela, comma, 23, right. uh, waitress. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That type of deal. So um, anyway, it's an exciting time as far as that. And of course- It's I exciting keep, time in local I mean, I, I have, I've got 10, 10 good years of political ephemera. Blow your mind. I mean, if someone ever said, like, we want to know what politics was like back then, what were the referendums they were voting on? I've got <laughs> pristine, unopened, the thing that explains the issues and stuff. It's all there. It's all there. I love that. Um, let's discuss if you would. If you would. Thank you for asking uh, for my consent, by the way. Okay, so listen to these economics of Las Vegas. Explain this to me because you're going out there. I am. Someone told me actually, they go, I, I was doing a comedy show out there. I got the comedians a room at uh, the Rio. Mm-hmm. Now, I stayed at the Rio once for New Year's. They say now it has like fallen on the hardest of hard times. It's like off, off strip. Yeah. That's the one that Penn and Teller perform in, right? Still? I believe so. I don't know, but they used to like they used to have this Mardi Gras train that went around kind of on the ceiling kind of thing, and it was like this Mardi Gras thing, and it's like yeah, they said they don't have that anymore. So the comic goes up to the room, and um, there's like sticky, like the glass between you know they put the glass over the top of the dresser sometimes, yes. and then the TV on top of that. It was mm -hmm. sticky under there, and then they had like cigarette butts. Under the couch and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they called up and got their room free. They got it comped, which is like. That I mean, seems, considering how many hotels there are in Vegas that are in a state of utter disrepair at this point. Yeah. It that guess, seems highly unlikely that they would do anything for you if you're like, hey, this room looks like somebody shot up and died in it. You know what I mean? I guess, but I know this was his, his tale. So this guy, right? He used to be. He used to park cars or do a bouncer at uh, One Oak, mm -hmm. which is, I forget what casino that is. Anyway, <laughs> he was saying, I oh, said- You didn't hear me shrug. I guess I should have, I should have, so I should I said, explain that I just shrugged. I said, who tipped the best, right? Mm -hmm. And they thought about it for a second and he was like, hookers. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, hooker would give you like a hundred bucks just to keep her car out front. And then um, like an hour later, she'd come beelining out of the casino and then she'd take off. And like they said, two security guys would follow her out and be like, did you see this girl? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, man, I didn't see her, you know, but it was like, oh, because she was um, soliciting inside the club, basically, perhaps yeah, or like. I said, why would she get in trouble for being a hooker in Vegas? And he's like, it was on the strip. He said, like, they right. they 
they push all that off the strip, mm-hmm. which I did not know. I don't ever go there. I didn't. Know, I didn't know that stuff. When I went, it was just for scare tactics. You know what I mean? And I wasn't shelling out my scare tactics pay for hooker money. Sure. So anyway, odd thing. But then he said this. He said that it used to be in Vegas, just parking cars and stuff like that. You could make like thousands and thousands of dollars. And he said, it's not like that anymore. I was like, why not? He goes, people don't tip the way they used to. And I'm like thinking, okay, well, the average American... Yeah, because they're going to come and go, this room was 300 yep. and this, uh, like, but it's also because of phones, he said, because it's all just on your phone now. What's just on your phone now? Like tipping, like a lot of places don't take cash and stuff like that. Oh, like people don't tip because they're paying with their credit card, basically, or whatever. Yeah. So then I started thinking about that. And I was like, well, if you want to be a big shot and tip or over tip or whatever it is, like if you have cash, like people see it. You know what I mean? And it's like a visceral thing. Oh, he just gave me 20 bucks. But like on the phone, it's more like after the fact. Like, did you want a tip? Ah, fuck this guy. And nobody sees it. (laughs) Exactly. And you have no idea of knowing either if like the the company that you sent the tip to is like taking the tip from the employee or whatever. Like there's no accountability there or whatever. So you don't even have your faith in like that the money's going to this guy. Yeah. So then I started to think like, the, you know, they make such a show at a strip club, like a lot of guys that make it rain and mm-hmm. the money everywhere. Like if there was a cashless strip club, like why would they even tip? Like why would they, you know what I'm saying? Like the the whole thing is to show I have money to burn. Here's 10,000 and ones or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's like the whole thing is about the spectacle of someone seeing me spend money and not care about money. Like, it's got to affect the tipping, I'm saying. The fact that it's just not a public thing anymore. Well, Nobody sees what you tipped except you and the person. Mm, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's also a lot of like, you know, how people don't tip or like tip for shit when they get stuff like postmated or grubhubbed or whatever. Right. Do they already know? feel like they're paying too much. They already feel like they're paying too much. And also a lot of it is just like there's the dehumanization aspect of it. Where it's like, usually it's like, oh, just put this on my porch. Like, you don't even need to see the human being. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so, probably, yeah, in an environment like that, also with, like, parking or whatever, there's, like, very, I don't know, there's, it's, it's very limited, the amount to which you interact with yeah. human beings. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. you don't actually see them as people. You just see them as, like, the uh, robots that move your car. That's right. That's with sad, us- man. With us is gambling and hospitality expert, <laughs> Jim Swanson. We'll be right back. Also, I think like I think it's a it's a actual fact that the casinos don't pay out as much as they used to. Especially this. since like there's like been a consolidation when it comes to like the number of companies that own casinos on the strip. The consolidation of the casinos and the further corporatization is affecting Vegas's bottom line. Well, and also the fact that, like, you know, there's there's hardly any table games anymore, too, and it's just all Not with penny these slots damn comics. The comics that I'm hanging around with, like, four or five of them a night leave, and they go, oh, you're taking off? Yeah, going down to Commerce. Like, they just play poker down there all the time. Well, I mean, that's specifically, like, a card room, though. You know what I'm saying? 
That and like the Harry, the Larry Flint Hustler Club and shit. Those are card rooms. Joining us is card room historian <laughs> Alex Fung Giffenschwaz. Um, this is a fun episode. <laughs> right. I mean, the way to win is don't do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually, I do. Don't participate in the Vegas Industrial Complex, dude. I, I was telling them I could never play blackjack or any of that just because, like, even when I'm driving in my car and someone won't, won't make a right on red, I'm just, like, in my car, no money at stake, going, why wouldn't you go? You're supposed to go. Everybody else went. Why wouldn't you go? <laughs> Imagine you sit down at the blackjack table and there's just that one rube that fucks everything uh-huh, up. Uh-huh. I mean, I'd be losing my shit. So I agree with you. Nothing is the way to go. And also, you don't need to pay to park anywhere in Vegas. They're trying to gouge. Every single huh? place is charging you, gouging you now, except for the Tropicana. Okay, the trap. So you got to park at the trap, which is on the ass end of the strip, and then walk in. How far? If you're are you not walking, willing, though? if you're not willing to walk, why are you in Vegas? That's the only reason why, why I go to Vegas. Some people just go to a casino and just stay there, well, eat at wrong. the restaurants, wrong, go see dude. the show, bang the <laughs> help. They're wrong. You should go there to walk. You should go there to people watch. Anytime you give any money to anything in Vegas, you're losing, dude. You should read Gene Simmons' book. What? But what is it called? Money, sex, kiss, or whatever? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? It's like any entity that wants your money is your enemy. You keep your money in your pocket. That's what I want. My money in my pocket is better than my money in your pocket. Cash, baby. Says the guy that's been bilking his fan base with the stupidest shit on earth for the past 800 How years. How do those two things not dovetail perfectly? <laughs> All right, so that's that. All right, so speaking of Vegas and strippers and all that, Mm -hmm. I've been getting hit with these central casting, you know, do you want to come do this? No. Do you want to come do this? No. I can't believe you're saying no. Why? What's your your grievance, dude? Because I don't want to go. Why not? If the party's not lit, I'd rather not go. (laughs) Why would I go? Shout out to Ice Spice. Because, um... Just on any given day, I don't want to be holding to the man. I don't want to sit there. I don't want to drive. Bring a book, dude. It is about books. So anyway, I get one the other day, and it says Eagle. And I look up Eagle. What shows that? There's no show called Eagle. They're okay. like using a secret Some sort code. of code name or something? But then the uh, the thing that turned me, okay, mm-hmm. is these three words. Strip, club, patron. Patron. <laughs> Gotta wake up for that. I mean, the the way I initially got into the game was on Pacific Blue, mm-hmm. and it was uh, I was at a topless beach. Then in Austin Stories, there was a strip club episode. I think I've done one more over the years. I'm not sure, okay. but to add to my portfolio, you could make a real just of you in yeah, yeah, in the environments in which women are dancing for money. There you go. So. It turns out, I said yes to it, and then when they confirmed it, the verb, the verbiage, is it verbiage or verbiage? I think it's verbiage. The verbiage changed to where it said blue-collar patron. So I don't know now if it's a strip club or not, but turns out that Eagle is codename for SWAT. So I don't know what S or what E, what season or what episode. But I'm going to be heading down there. Where are they shooting at? Um, Santa Monica. Love that. 
9 a.m. Santa Monica. <laughs> while everyone else was listening to Super Bowl coverage and trying to make sense of what they saw the day before, I'll be hard at work. And mm-hmm. then uh, hopefully I get out, you know, early type deal. Thank you. So I'm back in that. I mean, I, I don't think I've done one of these in two years. I mean, yeah, that's the, the I, you were, we were talking about this out back. You're like, I don't know if I want to talk about it. I think you got to talk about it. This is huge. It's a huge change for me. Yeah, but I got, I got to say that's holy grail right there because dumb action is the only thing I think that ages well, no matter if it's a, if Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 90 or a 10. Right. And plus, I watch with the sound off. So as long as they're keeping busy visually, I can watch it. Um, All the fast movies are good. Most of the latest ones are good. Why do we need a code name for SWAT? Yeah, no, do you like, know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like somebody would get an availability request. And if it's SWAT, like, you know, like call up and be I like, I'll do like, anything to be on SWAT. They hire those uh, consultants like from a real SWAT team and stuff, and it must infiltrate the mindset. Like, don't tell anybody. Keep it secret. Secret mission, (laughs) SWAT. There was a bunch of stuff on there. Like, don't tell anybody what you're doing. Don't tell anybody. That's a fucking actual Marine (laughs) mission. So, um, How about that? Yeah, pretty nuts. So this, this helicopter crashed with five Marines on it on the way from, like, Nevada to California. Okay. And um, the only reason I even I, – I bring it up because there's a Marine that is one of the comics over there. And he's the one who took us to do, do a show for Marines in Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. So then I see him. I go, what's up with that Marine thing? He goes, what are you talking about? I go, five Marines, a helicopter went down. They couldn't find the bodies. Then they found them. He goes, were they like on a real – were they on real business or was like they dicking around? One of them took the copter. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he had no. What do I look like? I have security clearance yeah, to know this fucking information? Zero insight. Zero. So I go, could that have been one of the, could some of the people we performed for been, have been on that helicopter? Goes, yeah, I got, yeah. Goes, you know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but he's, he was the one oak guy. He was the one giving He me. was the one oak guy. Yeah, because he was saying like, he went out there to like make the big money of being the car park guy or whatever like that. It just wasn't like that anymore. Sad. The hookers, uh, they tip well. They throw the money around, so that's good. Love to hear that. Pay it forward. Do we get any letters? <laughs> we don't read letters on this show. We can read one letter that I oh, do. I, oh, I do have a, a pertinent question. What's up? So, like, with that fact, you know, whatever you're doing with a burner card, where are you getting these burner cards? I get the burner cards when I do like focus groups. They give you, you know, you can get like a digital card. If you sign up for. But then you just, you wait until it's down to like 10 bucks before you start signing up for other things. Yeah, exactly. So the the next time I do one of those. Oh, you're getting them from focus groups. You're not getting them from like class action or something like that. You can also get, yeah. When you sign up for a class action, oftentimes you have the option of getting it on. Yeah, like a digital Visa card or whatever. So I should select that? Depending on what the payout's going to be, yeah. What is, what is another way you could get a burner card? Privacy.com. Privacy.com. Privacy.com, you can get, you can buy virtual cards 
with whatever amount you want on it. And it'll just be a code that's sent to you. You will not get a physical card? No. It's just like a digital visa or whatever. Is there any way to get physical cards? I think, well, the way to get physical cards would be to, like, go to a Walgreens or, like, something like that where you can buy those prepaid visa cards. And can you buy them in small amounts? You can put any amount of money that you want on it, I believe. And they char- I think they charge you like five bucks or something for the card itself. And you could actually, I mean, this might be easier than even doing any of this, is that you buy one physical card. And with those cards, you can reload them. You know what I mean? But then if you reload it, one of these places that might you- charge you. Yeah. It's best to just, yeah, go to privacy.com. Uh, you don't have to pay anything uh, per month to get up to 12 card, like fake cards for free. This is really good. Because that I know I've talked about this on the show before. You have. It's just it wasn't really on my uh, radar. Radar because I was like, "What am I going to do with it?" And now I'm like, I don't know. All these gourmet food places. Now, anytime you sign up for any kind of trial, you should do it with a burner, just in case, like you know, they make it impossible for you to cancel recurring billing or you forget or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. I might even re-sign up for that New York Times tote that never. Came to my oh, you mean home. the New Yorker tote? New Yorker. <laughs> I wonder actually if what's popping off in the world of New Yorker totes. Let's find out. Uh, New Yorker. Limited time offer. Okay, what's up? You know, the, the population has gotten so dumb, I don't think anyone knows the difference now between like a New Yorker tote and a Trader Joe's tote. Well, I mean... Just a theory. <laughs> yeah, right now, if you just look at, look, if you Google New York tote bag subscription, the first link that comes up is unlimited digital access, $6 for 12 weeks. Buy that, get the free tote. Kaboom. Flip, and you're, then the, you're getting a tote for six. Are the totes flipping? Start the conversation with a free tote. Free tote. Honey, you know, the, they got to be flipping, dude. New Yorker tote bag. Boom. Sold. Sold. Holy crow. Look at all that. There's tons of them. Sold. thirty four ninety nine, twenty six ninety five, twenty twenty. Oh, that's money 17, in the 16, bank. 20. Money in the and bank. And these are all sold today. And this, the New Yorker Canvas Tote Bag Limited Edition, the one that they're giving away right now, if it, you get that $6 subscription, just sold for $55 two days ago. How many of those you do in a year? I actually kind of forgot all about it, to be honest. Uh, I would say immediately after we're done recording this show, I will absolutely sign up. Because I think enough time has passed that they'll let me sign up again. You know what I'm saying? Do you know this song? You're a native New Yorker. I do know that song, yeah. That's one of the uh, deep cuts that doesn't get enough love. It just takes me back to the disco era. Of course, my parents had divorced so hearing all those songs about love, it was always strange to me. I never ever had full buy-in on a love song. Like uh, even when I was a kid, they would have like Captain and Tennille, love, love will, will keep, keep us, us together. together. I mean, they got divorced eventually. They did? Yeah. Yeah. Daryl Dragon. <laughs> Think of me, babe, whenever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that went awry over here in this clan. <laughs> Some sweet girl, talking girl did come around. around. Singing a sound. Yeah. So that happened. Um, Megan. Yo. Oh, you said you wanted a letter? Get this. This yeah. just came in. 
immediately before you got here, I packaged something, printed the printed the postage, everything, and then Blunt four hundred Blunt hits me up. Please cancel this order and refund. What? I accidentally bid on the wrong item. Oh come on, Stooge. No, and you, you didn't bid. You gave me a lowball offer that I sighed and accepted. And then he, after that, found it cheaper. Probably, yes. F him and his blunt. Blunt 400, you're on fucking notice. I He's emailed say, me twice. He also said, thanks for your understanding. You won't be charged any fees. You think I don't know how to use fucking eBay? I've been on this shit since 1998. Blunt 400. How yeah. long have you been on it? Blunt 400. Since December 27th. 2000 and is his avatar some kind of fucking anime shit it is it is you suck you suck blunt 400 you suck dude Although- i don't i didn't even want to sell this memory this desktop computer memory to you you little bitch anyone buying memory right now is a weirdo <laughs> get rid of them oh uh oh, hang on though i've smoked more blunts in the last 10 months than at any period in my life everybody's rolling blunts out there swisher mm-hmm Tastes like grapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Makes me cough like a mother. I'm, I never do it myself. But. Is a blunt, is it tobacco and weed? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, of course Welcome that would make you America, cough. Welcome to America, fool. <laughs> can, I, can I just say what I was going to say real quick? Yeah. And then you can, whatever no, I'm the fuck done. You're I just want to say I smoked oh, a lot of blunts. Okay. You just want to say you smoked a lot of blunts. Congratulations. Um Something I'm finding out more, you know, I'm getting more into, not getting more into, I'm not going to like start going out and finding it, but I came into, (laughs) I stumbled into some uh, gay pornography from the 70s through the 90s in magazine form. And you know what I found out in case anybody else stumbles into this? It seems like the kind of guys that are into this stuff, if you have, if you just put it up for buy it now, they don't buy it. They like to bid on it. You have to put it all up as auction. Are you? I think they. Are you making a broad generalization? I'm making about a, broad... a marginalized group. <laughs> <laughs> you know I am one hundred percent making a broad generalization about a marginalized group, but based on based on evidence. Okay, if you look up like you know stuff that is sold like sales history, it's always for some reason it's very infrequently anyone just buys something now. All of it is always fucking auction. I don't understand why. All I know you is get that it cheap. I no They're frugal. No, no, no. It's not. It's not that. It's not even that they get it for cheap. It's like an auction will like oh, will go to like two hundred dollars exactly. Maybe it's the pursuit. Maybe they're doing like a uh, like a live stream eros type of thing. They're like gang bidding. <laughs> I mean, whatever they're doing. All I know is I. I list I listed some on auction and it's the kind of shit where it's like you know the auction's been up one day and there's already like 20 watchers someone's bid like it's Let already there's this. like blood in the, the water immediately up, the ones you're putting up by now is that a lot or you're putting up some? I'm putting up lots yeah and no one is no one's hitting the lots but it's like I've seen like less mag, like fewer numbers of magazines in lot form sell for exponentially more than even what I'm trying to sell it for. Buy it now. I think like the dudes just really like they like I don't know you know they like jockeying with each other. They like sparring. You know what I'm saying? Something to bear in mind. I just wanted to get a clean soundbite of that without me. <laughs> 
You know what they say about the gays? What they're really in shape, or they they bring in they bring up property values. That and they like to bid. They love bidding. They there's love just something bid. about. There's just something about the thrill of the hunt. I guess I don't know. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's an exciting gathering of people. It's more fun to be, like when I won my. Uh, Metal detector, the one that you see on the cover of 2014, some of this, some of that. Mm-hmm. That was a bid. I was on my way in an Uber to a dinner, and I, I won the bid in the back of the Uber. It was probably the most modern thing I've ever, my, the most <laughs> modern moment of my entire life. But um, yeah, it was it was more fun. There's, there's competition. There's skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rough boys, Pete Townsend type of vibe. <laughs> Rough boys, come over here. That type of thing. I, I relate things back to music. I know you do. Um, Folks, how do you relate? How do you relate? Send us an email. Are we at that point? At grifthorsepod.com. Wow. It right, just flew by. Let's talk pre This is our last chance to say anything before the Super Bowl. Before the Super Bowl. What happens I mean, tomorrow will become history. It will be written in stone. But it has not <laughs> happened yet. Just as what you do today is not written in stone. Dominate the day. Yeah, I'm going to dominate the day by, again, getting a New Yorker tote bag as soon as you leave my house. Is there a way you could send me a prepped email so that I could do it when I get home, but it would be less steps than if I had to initiate it by myself? I mean, I could text you the link to the page where you sign up is let's, that what you mean let's do that but then i gotta get a burner <laughs> card to do it don't i no well the beauty about the new yorker thing is that you can sign up for the membership and then the second that you sign up for the membership like go in on the back end and I cancel recurring bidding and then they got the they got the cancel and went all right no bag now mm. well, I, think, I think you should have sent a custody custody support email man why don't we on next taping i'll bring over my laptop we'll take care of some of this stuff okay we will we will, as a team, as a family. Here's what I'll do. I'll drive over. I'll supply all the equipment. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. supply brand new windscreens. Um, but, I mean, what were you going to say about the game or whatever? Oh, yeah. Good call. Can we end the show or do you got to talk about uh, the, ga- the big game? Well, I mean, there's a prop bet on whether Travis Kelsey's going to propose to Taylor Swift after the game. You bet a hundred bucks. If he does it, you get thirty thousand. Like it's it's like not supposed to happen. Could be a way to make some money. <laughs> or oh. it could be a way to lose a hundred dollars. How about this? Go over to prize pick, see if you can still lay down bets today based on tomorrow. Like, can you still do the prize picks? Oh, whatever the fucking thing it was where you get yeah. the free money kind of thing. Yeah, what'd you get? Fifty free or a hundred? <sighs> I can't even remember at this point. Small change to the master grifter. (laughs) Surrounding error. Hey, you know, every penny counts. Especially since, damn, the other day. So I'm like, did I already tell you that I'm like selling this, um, this like production equipment? Yeah, of course. Uh, I sent, like some guy bought three of these things and then one of them arrived not working. Right. So that was cool. Great topic. Hey, listen. (laughs) Everybody, keep the letters coming. Um, tell us what you think of Madam Web. Are you going to see it the day it comes out? Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. When does it come out? February 14th. Oh, okay. So you got a choice between that or the Marley movie. 
Um, Bob Marley, One Love. Yes. No, I, I, I assume they're not making a Ziggy Marley movie yet. Ziggy's probably an executive producer. <laughs> uh, all that and more is going on. Good luck with the game. Good luck with the commercials. Let us know your Super Bowl griffs. Did you bring home orange juice? Did you bring home uh, Cokes? What happened? I think yeah, I meant to look this up before the show, but I think because, you know, 